0: The following content is brought to you by Mr. Fister, Orange Thunder, Eric Smith, and Abigail 13. Welcome to episode 607 of Nintendo Switchcraft. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about Nintendo is taking an axe to yet another thing on March 31st. We've got uh, a new game coming to the Arcade Archives, which is a game I didn't even know was an arcade game at the time i only played it on the nintendo switch we're going to talk about the award that animal crossing won this year as well as uh the shortage of switches um maybe not soon but probably next year is going to be it's going to be a whole lot easier to get your hands on a nintendo switch those stories and the mailbag and maybe even some other stuff on episode 607 of Nintendo Switchcraft. The date is March 31st, 2021. There are four things so far, it seems like Nintendo keeps announcing things that are going to die on that day. But right now, there's four things that are going to die on March 31st. And we're going to talk about those things. There's three things that we already knew about, but I'm going to refresh everyone's memory. And then there's a new thing. Um, I can say without a doubt that two of these make perfect sense. Two of these make no sense at all. Let's start with the ones that make no sense at all. Super Mario 35. You already knew this. Um, If you've been listening to the show for a long time, then you already knew about this. But Super Mario 35 is Mario's Battle Royale game. You uh, play through 8-bit version of Super Mario Brothers, like the NES, and you're playing against 35 other people. Or is it 34 other people? Whatever. It doesn't matter. You're playing against other people, and you want to be the last Mario alive. The game is incredibly fun. If you have Nintendo Switch Online, it is free. If you listened to the previous episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, you know that you can get a family plan for Nintendo Switch Online at Target for 20 bucks. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out for more details. Uh, but Super Mario 35 is a wonderful and super fun game. And on March 31st, you will no longer be able to play it. I find this ridiculous and on the verge of offensive that Nintendo is going to take this away. Even though I've already known that they were going to take this away for a long time, it makes no financial sense. The game doesn't cost any money to buy it. Like It's not like they're trying to drive sales right now. So why are they ending it on... March 31st. Well, of course, you know, big, big Nintendo fans probably are aware that March 31st is the end of Nintendo's fiscal year. But again, what's the what's the game plan? What is the end goal to remove the ability for people to play Mm -hmm. Super Mario 35 on their Nintendo Switch on March 31st? Does not make sense to me. Here's the next part that doesn't make sense. Super Mario 3D All-Stars that came out as, uh, again, along with Super Mario 35, it came out as part of the Mario's 35th anniversary. And Super Mario 3D All-Stars contains uh, Super Mario 64, which was an N64 game, Super Mario Sunshine, which was a GameCube game, and then Super Mario Galaxy, which was a Wii game. And uh, those are three really good games. I know the community's kind of split on Super Mario Sunshine. I still really had fun with that game, even if a lot of people didn't like it and felt like it was unpolished. It was unpolished. Uh, But that's a, you know, you pay 60 bucks, you get those three games. That is a really, really good deal. And um, when we get to March 31st of 2021, you'll no longer, you're no longer going to be able to buy that game. Now, if it was just the physical version of the game, I would be completely fine with that. I would say, oh, well, okay, that makes sense. They wanted to make sure to hype it up so that people could would, would go to the store or whatever and buy this game or order it online or whatever. Um, and then they're going to stop with the physical version. But it's not just the physical version. It's also the digital version. Like, you're no longer going to be able to go on the eShop and buy this triple pack, essentially. And that makes no sense to me. I I'm trying to like noodle out the like the thinking behind this. And the only thing that I can come up with, and if you have other ideas, let me know. And I've talked about this on the show a bunch, I know. Uh, but the only idea that I can come up with is that maybe Nintendo will decide to release Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy as standalone games on the Switch. And at that point, okay, I can see them doing this Super Mario 3D All-Stars because that's basically like saying, hey, everybody, if you buy it now, you get all three. And if you wait until after the 31st, then probably buying all three of those will cost more than the 60 bucks or something like that. Like Maybe they would sell them for $25 a piece, in which case that would push the price up to $75. And if you bought the 3D All-Stars version, then you've saved some money. It feels pretty good to have saved some money. But if you slept on it and decided not to, then maybe you're going to be a little irritated and decide, I'm just not going to buy any of those games anyway. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I can really nail down a good move here. It doesn't make any sense. Both of these things, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars and Super Mario 35, those make absolutely no sense to me. The next two things that are getting axed at the end of Nintendo's fiscal year, those make sense to me. The Mario Game & Watch, again, an anniversary thing for Super Mario's 35th anniversary, um that Game & Watch, uh, like I grew up carrying around, when I was a little kid, I constantly carried around this brown and gold Donkey Kong 2 Game & Watch. It had a clamshell design, uh, and it was so fun. I loved, absolutely adored that game. If you look it up on the internet, you're going to see Bill Those were simpler times. (laughs) If that's the kind of game that I adored, then those were simpler times. And they they were. They were. Uh, But anyway, I carried that that thing around uh, back in the 80s. Nintendo had a bunch of these Game & Watch things. And they brought out a Game & Watch featuring um, 8-bit Mario. Uh, Looks like the old school Game & Watch things, which is really cool. However, uh, that is no longer going to be purchasable. On March thirty first. Well, we already knew that was coming, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, what why continue to manufacture these things if they're probably eventually going to stack up on shelves? And I think by the time we get to March thirty first, everybody who really wanted one would have already bought one. And so it makes sense for them to cut it off. And actually I applaud them for telling us when they're cutting it off ahead of time. Again, the other two things that I've talked about make no sense to me. But Game & Watch, that makes sense. Now let's talk about the new piece of information that's getting cut away on March 31st. And that is Super Mario Maker. Now don't panic because this is Super Mario Maker for the Wii U. The original Super Mario Maker. That came out back in 2015. Just to remind you, the uh, Super Mario Maker only... i uh, am Not Super Mario Maker. The Wii U only sold... million units. That's as of December 31st, 2019. So not a lot of people have access to the original Super Mario Maker anyway. Um, You're still going to be able to play it, but as of March 31st, Nintendo will be no longer allowing you to upload courses to Super Mario Maker. Uh, So if you are still playing on the Wii U, then... um, I guess upload your courses as fast as you can because once they're all uploaded or once that date hits, you're no longer going to be up, to up uploading courses. Here's my question uh, to all of you. It's been five years. And whenever you have a a game that has a an online component like this, eventually that kind of stuff has to go away. They can't just keep running it forever, especially like maybe there's like a thousand people still playing that game you keep it running for a thousand people it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do so it, it costs money to run those things so eventually that stuff has to shut down is five years from the launch of the date is that long enough i want to know what you guys think about that let me know i'm at run Jump Stomp on twitter When I was, uh, one of the first experiences that I had with the Nintendo Entertainment System, I had gone somewhere with my mom, and we were there for a couple of weeks, and, um, oh, I remember now. So my, my mother was a corrections officer before she retired, and uh, when she went to training, uh, we ended, I went with her for a, a couple of weeks and we stayed at her sergeant's house. Uh, it was named Ma and Pa, is what we called them. And uh, this this older couple who were basically in charge of like their training, and my mother, along with other CO uh, correction officer trainees, were all like living in the house, and I, I guess like renting there. And I went there with my mom. Uh, for a couple of weeks, and one of the other co-trainees had a Nintendo Entertainment System, and this was the first time that I had seen the Nintendo Entertainment System. And one of the first games that I played on said Nintendo Entertainment System was Rush and Attack. And just be be sure to pronounce it correctly. It's not Russian Attack, like the attack by the Russians. It is Rush and attack, but they apostrophed the hell out of the and button, so it's just rush and attack. And uh, basically, you are this paratrooper, you paratroop in, you uh, run from left to right, enemies come at you, and you attack them with your knife, you can also uh, pick up guns, and uh, it's it was a really, really fun game. I enjoyed the the hell out of it. I did not know... That it was an arcade game originally, until just now, I was looking for some Nintendo news to talk about on the podcast, and it turns out that Arcade Archives, uh, which is this, uh, it's this series that have been on the Nintendo Switch, um, made by this company named Hamster, uh, they are they they release these arcade archive games of old ar- actual arcade games. And one of those games is Russian Attack. And I didn't know it was an arcade game. I'm definitely going to have to check this out. It's 8 bucks, And I loved the original Russian Attack. So I'm very interested to see how it plays as an arcade game. The thing about arcade games is they are 100% designed to try and eat your money. And of course there's no there's no quarter slot on the Nintendo Switch. So I wonder how this game is balanced in that way. I don't know if it's any different from the uh, the from the original, not the original. I don't know if it's any different from the Nintendo Entertainment System version that I played, but uh I'm very interested in checking this out. Also on um On that NES, I remember playing uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out for the first time. And yes, that was Mike Tyson's Punch Out, not Punch Out, uh, starring Mr. Dream. Anyway, uh, what are your favorite arcade archive games that have come to the Nintendo Switch so far? I know that they've had quite a few released, I've bought very few of them. I may end up picking up Russian Attack, but then again, I also have an arcade cabinet in my house, so maybe I won't. Uh, Maybe I'll play it the way it was meant to be played. But let me know, what are your favorite... Actually, here's a better question. What arcade game do you want Hamster to bring to arcade archives in the future? That's the question. I'm going to tweet that out as soon as I finish recording this because I want to know what you guys think. We've got the Golden Joysticks uh, results. Uh, the Golden Joysticks is a yearly game award that has uh, been happening for quite a long time now. The 2020 Golden Joysticks Award winners include Hades, Minecraft, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm just looking at the, uh, the Nintendo games that are on the list. Um, Hades, which everybody keeps telling me to play, maybe eventually I will, I just don't have time, Uh, won Best Indie Game, Minecraft won Best Gaming Community, which is interesting, they also, or Minecraft also won the Still Playing Award, Uh, but the Nintendo Game of the Year, I kind of like what the Golden Joysticks does here, you know, they have a, uh, a, uh, like an Xbox Game of the Year, a Nintendo Game of the Year, a PlayStation game of the year, a PC game of, like, I think that, I think that it's cool that they can nominate, or not nominate, but award the best on each system, and then they also have one for, like, the ultimate game of the year. Well, Nintendo game of the year is Animal Crossing New Horizons, and I don't, I don't think that it could have been anything else. In fact, I think it should win ultimate game of the year, but it didn't. That one went to Last of Us Part 2. I can't really complain though because I haven't played Last of Us Part 2, so I don't know if it's not deserved. The Switch has been very difficult to find as a console this year. Um for instance, my daughter bought one. She ended up having to drive like 2 hours to to some store in order to find hers. And that's actually kind of a common story this year for the Nintendo Switch. It's it's a combination of things. Everybody's trapped inside due to COVID. And Animal Crossing was this huge cult phenomenon. So it drove a whole lot of sales for Nintendo Switch. Now, knock on wood, you know, COVID... You know, next year won't be as bad as it is, as it was this year. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Spin around three times, um, spit outside or something. I don't know. Whatever it is that you do for good luck, do it. Um, But I still think that Nintendo is going to have a good year with the Nintendo Switch. It is an incredibly popular platform. And. Again, when you think about the impact that COVID had on Nintendo this year, it's, it's very difficult to really put your finger on it. And he, the reason why is because Nintendo didn't announce, they, they announced hardly any games before COVID hit. My guess is they probably had a bunch of stuff that they were going to announce COVID hit, and they said, you know what? If we don't say anything, no one's going to know that we had to del- had to delay a bunch of stuff. So we'll just keep our mouths shut. We'll keep our heads down. We're going to keep working on this stuff. And that combina- the, the combination of that and the fact that Animal Crossing was doing so well meant that Nintendo had the ability to say, let's give Animal Crossing the runway. Uh, we won't do anything to distract from it. And we'll just let it just keep growing. So I think because of those two things, it's possible that we could have another really, really interesting and uh, game-packed year in 2021. Fingers crossed, you know? So because of that, because because we may have a really good game-packed year in 2021, and then you combine that with the fact that uh, the Nintendo Switch is more popular than ever, I think that Nintendo is still going to need lots of Nintendo Switches. And that is pr- that is why. That's, that's why I think it's a good thing that they are partnering with yet another uh, company to assemble the Nintendo Switch. Now... I feel like this is really born out of tensions between the United States and China, uh, trying to avoid that kind of stuff. So they partnered with Sharp, but it could also have the added benefit of people not having to search high and low. For Nintendo Switch. So I anticipate the next year in 2021, we're still going to see really, really good sales of Nintendo Switch, but it won't be nearly as hard to find one as it was this year. got a couple of mailbag comments that came in from all of you uh josh sent me a message they said hey i just listened to switchcraft episode 606 there is a list of quests sorted on age of calamity on the map press the r button to switch menus keep pressing and you will get to specific people josh thank you very much for the tip that's awesome uh valkyr said uh run jump stomp you mentioned being unsure about outer worlds on the last episode they recently released a patch that makes performance acceptable not perfect if you only have a switch or want to play portable i feel comfortable recommending it now playing it right now Uh, so that's because i said that outer worlds had uh not such a great launch on nintendo switch well apparently it's been fixed and it's better uh, finally, I asked a question last last episode. I said, uh, switch or switch light? This is really born from somebody in the live chat on our uh, Mario Mondays on my YouTube channel, runjumpstomp.com, click on the YouTube. Uh, but uh, the mailbag topic was switch or switch light and why. This is so incredibly lopsided. I can't believe it. I thought it'd be a lot closer than this. 89.9% of people said the Nintendo Switch. Now, they all have really good reasons, but I did not... I Like, there's a good argument for either way, 100%. I did not expect it to be quite so uh, lopsided. Joe Barrett says, The dockability, more options is better. That being said, I love the look of the light. Jordan Williams says, OG Switch, I like the docking for playing games on the TV and removable Joy-Cons in case one drifts. Just need to swap it out and then mail it instead of mailing the entire console. That's a really good point. Roger says, only play handheld, and the D-pad is better on the Nintendo Switch Lite. Um, Lady Monica says, Switch, if I'm going to indulge, I want the full and fat version. Paul Klotz said flexibility, but above all else, Joy-Con drift. I would never want to have to send my entire Switch in for service because of a common controller issue and potentially lose everything on it. Makes a whole lot of sense. I'll do one more reply. I had like 40 or 50 replies or something. Um, Joel Thompson said the Switch because it switches. Uh, But man, there's there's 90% basically of people said to go with the switch, not the switch light. That is it for our show today. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. I also want to take a minute and thank our Patreon uh, people who have uh, joined at the producer tier or higher. You guys are very, very, uh, or thank you very, very much. I was going to say you're welcome, but that's the wrong thing. Thank you very much for the support. I'm trying to bring them up live right now so that I can say thank you because uh, I accidentally closed the window. Matt Hadfield, John Eisenmanger, Bowser, Travis McGuire, and one high rule to rule them all. One Hyrule to bind them. Thank you very much, Sean. Uh, thank you all for the help, for the support, and I will see you guys next time. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye-bye.